Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society Podcast. I am your host, Chet Zar. Today we have an interview with an excellent sculptor named Lilia Watez. She's French, so I may be pronouncing that not very well, but I checked with her and that's, uh, that's, I guess that's as close as I can get. I think that's, I think it's right. It's like, I know it's Lelia Watez, but it's like Lelia Watez <laughs> or something like that. My French, my French accent's bad. I did take French in, high, in uh, junior high school of all things. Anyway, <clears throat> so welcome. Uh, you, you might hear my dog, baby girl snoring in the background because she's in here. We are having a wind advisory. It's really windy out, and she's not digging it. She's kind of scared, so she's following me all around. But uh, I love this weather. This is my only second to, to to rain. Rain is my favorite. Wind is my second favorite. So um, let's see. Yeah, this is a great uh, great interview today. Uh, um, Lelia got emotional very emotional at one point and um i gave her the option of cutting it out and um she was brave enough to allow it to be left in and i think real moments like that are important and and uh, they should be left in so i commend her for that that's that's a very cool thing to do and um because you know we all we all break down sometimes we all feel bad sometimes and it's just kind of silly to constantly put a front front up like we're not emotional creatures um anyway really great interview <clears throat> she's she's a fantastic sculptor i really love her stuff very signature and and unique and um i love it when people are doing something new within the dark art realm um so let's see what was I going to talk about before we get into this? What have I been... I've been doing... I did some tool posters, still doing book work. I'm waiting for my proof still. I haven't gotten it back yet from the graphic designer. Um, in fact, I think I'll email her tonight and see what's up. But anyway, that's coming along. And... Uh, God, I was going to talk about something else. I can't remember. I I was doing those tool posters. Nothing's really changed from the last time, I think. I think I said all the same stuff, working on the book, working on some tool posters. And I got the tool posters done. I got two left I got to do. I <clears throat> uh, got, got um, a, t a really expensive dental work I got to get done on Thursday, a root canal. And, oh, I didn't even want to go into it. It's it's so much money. It's It's like absurd you just gotta laugh sometimes but i'll manage um i guess that's that's pretty much it have i talked about the oculus quest 2 i don't remember if i've mentioned this in the intros but i i have been uh i did get an oculus quest 2 in my i'm sure i mentioned it i got it on my birthday but man it's so amazing um and uh, there's a sculpting program program called adobe medium which is so and it's free 
Yeah, I mentioned all this, I think. It's so amazing. It's free program. It's like ZBrush and VR. So that's been going on. Anyway, I'm just... I was going to say talk about something, but I totally forgot. <clears throat> I should have written it down. Anyway, let's get... Nobody cares about the intros anyway. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. I remember. Okay, I got this incredible letter from somebody named... An artist named... Let me see. Kristen Humphreys. And I won't read it because... I would read it, but I don't know if they want me to read it or not, so... All I will say is it's really uh, a nice handwritten letter and really, you know, nice cursive writing. And uh, they sent me a really cool print of a crow or a raven in a tree. It's really amazing called Searching for Wonder. It's a really great little print. But it was so nice to hear that the podcast is... um, resonating with people and 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 people are are getting something out of it because i i I don't hear from a ton of people about the podcast aside from the small circle of you know listeners we have that 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 i know they love it um but you know i just i don't get a lot of personal messages like this about this and this was very very uh touching so thank you for thank you for sending me that letter it was really cool and um you know there's times i'm like thinking is this worth am i you know is this worth doing is this is this podcast you know worth doing basically is it is it you know important to people because i don't want to do it unless it's you know something that's helping people and um sounds like it is for Kristen Humphrey, so I really that was really nice. You know, every once in a while I, I get a note like that, and it kind of reminds me why I'm doing this. So anyway, uh, let's get on with new subscribers. Okay, the first thing I always do when I check on new subscribers is check my Patreon inbox and see what Randall B. Perkins says because he he is kind enough to uh, let me know who the last subscribers I mentioned were because I'm too much of a dummy to write it down myself every week so thank you Randall okay we left off with Ikor and what was it Ikor and Ikor and Teeth I think okay let's see that's where we left off okay I'm checking I'm checking. Ikor and Teeth. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Amanda Chesworth, thank you for supporting. And Frank Walls, two subscribers this month, this week, but that's cool. Thank you for supporting this podcast. Your support makes the podcast go. That's why I'm able to do it. And uh, if you want to join, you can go to patreon.com slash dark art society and you know every once in a while i will uh see someone like an artist that i'm not that i don't really know and i and i you know i'm not in the same circle or whatever i i I haven't seen him around for whatever reason on on social media and i think 
they would really love the dark art society. I just know it. I could just tell by the work they're doing. And um, sometimes I'll reach out and mention it to them. But I don't want to come across like I'm uh, soliciting money from them for this. Because it's really not about that. It's like, I just think, wow, they would love this. I know they would love this. There's a place for them. They don't realize it. <laughs> so sometimes I'll, I'll take the chance. I guess if I'm in the mood and I'll hit him up and tell him about it. And, and the other thing, it's like, you know, the, the, the group, the secret Facebook group is really where all the action is. So it's like, you know, I'm telling them you should join up the Patreon so you can get in here and take part of this community because the community is amazing. And I know it's only a dollar, but I still feel kind of uh, like maybe they don't know me. So they think I'm just being like a sleazy business guy but i'm really not it's it's more like you know I, i'm just excited to share it with people i think i think it's a great group of people everyone's just so supportive and cool and really um my kind of people so thank you for those of you who do support the podcast i really appreciate it anyway let's get on with this let's get on with this interview okay episode 191 Lilia Waters. Hope you like it. What's up, Lilia? Hi. Here you are. You made it. How yes, are you? How are you? Good. <laughs> I'm a bit afraid, but I'm okay. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you coming on. I mean, I've been an admirer of your work for a while. I don't know when, I don't know where I first saw it, but um, your sculpture is really, really good. It's really good. I mean, I was I'm thinking, well, I wonder why she's not in the film industry. I don't know what the f film industry is like in France. I think you're in France, right? Yeah, I tried, but not very hard. <laughs> I have to say, but I tried. Yeah. I, uh, you could I be working in, in L.A. You could be working in effects in L.A. for sure. Even now? Yeah, I mean... if for, I mean, with the COVID-19 and stuff? Well, I mean, depending how... Just as far as the quality of your work is like film-level quality, I think, you know. Um, I don't know that you'd want to work in, in the effects industry in L.A., but <laughs> yeah. you could. You could, I think. I mean, <laughs> it would be <laughs> still more exciting but that my current job but but i'm a bit afraid of precarity of what i mean of not having a steady life oh oh security right yeah 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 but you know that's that's i don't know i mean i worked steadily in the industry for 20 years about i had about there was like a mm -hmm. six six month period where um I had a rough time. There was a couple times where there was like a writer's strike and everything shut down. But, um, you know, if you're good, you can usually remain working. But um, Yeah, but I think the hardest thing is to start. Yeah, for sure. Because, especially when you are when I am, I mean, uh, uh, the location. Because where I, where I am and where I was when I tried... There was nothing around there. Right. You can't really move and leave everything 
because it's a, it costs money to move. Right. Just for a job for two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Difficult. Yeah. Even if I wish I could, but if you don't have maybe family who can help you or friends, mm -hmm. it's hard to find a place to stay, especially in cities where there are special effects studio. I mean, around London. That's what I was it's thinking. Mostly yeah. there in yeah. Europe, so yeah, <laughs> it's expensive. And if you have just the hope of having a, a job for a few weeks, it's a uh, yeah, it's really complicated to organize. So yeah, I you know I I um I I'm not I don't know your current situation with your work or anything like that. Well, which we I'm sure we will find out. But um, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're doing what you're doing, too, because when you work in the film industry, it's cool because you get to do you do a lot of things. You end up having to do a lot of things that you wouldn't normally do, like sculpt a little, I don't know, uh, a baby, you know, or, or sculpt, you know, just different things, sculpt a, a, a gun or, you know, you, you sculpt different weird things, which is good to just kind of as an artist to be kind of well-rounded, but ultimately you end up doing, you know, what, what other people want you to do. It's the way it goes. You're part of a team yeah. and, um, you know, you're, you definitely have, you're not just a really great sculptor. Technically, you also have your own visual style, which is really unique. Like I always can tell when it's your, your sculptures always, I can always tell it's yours. Yeah, and that's a, but... really important in, in fine art. And, you know, I think better than working on movies personally. Yeah, I, I'm glad I have that. It's like my little treasure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 comforting when I think I suck at everything. I, I am thinking, oh, at least I have that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so you went to school. You, you were gonna say, and I interrupted you. You went to like a makeup yeah, effect but, school. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to add something about the mm. style because. When I was trying to find a work in the film industry, it's something that was not uh, an advantage, actually, because people were thinking, okay, that's cool, you have your style, but are you able to do something that is not your style? Uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's true, too. You know, people want more of a, I don't know, they almost yeah, want less style. Yeah, right, maybe. right. Right. And like I said, that's kind of a good, it's a good thing to, to have to do as an artist. It makes you, it rounds you out more, but you know, the ultimate goal I think is to be your own artist and do what you want to make, you know, that's the ultimate. So you're kind of, you know, you're skipping, skipping the step that, that I spent 20 years making to get to where I am now to where I'm just creating my own stuff. So I say you're, yeah, you're in a good uh, position. <laughs> <laughs> I've been spending many years doing many things. So, and that's what I really wanted to do, but it's not a waste of time, but right. I mean, I also have had, and in some ways still have other jobs that are, Fun, to which I'm giving the best of my, my energy, and then I don't have so much left in my heart. So. Yeah, that's that's difficult. That's the hard part. Um, with that's the hard part about financial security. It's like a trade off, you know. So yeah. so how did you? Um, I mean, how did you end up becoming a great sculptor? I mean, 
How did this happen? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm trying to 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 pick a, a starting point. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, were were you into art when you were a kid? You must have been. Must yes, have been. yeah. Actually, when I was a, a kid, like when I was four or five, I was. Uh, my mom, she she sent me to dance lesson, classic dance uh-huh. lessons, <laughs> but I didn't really like it. <laughs> and then, I mean, I like I like the tutu, <laughs> like, like the clothing like and stuff, the, leotard, and the... the way we dress to dance, but. Right. I was not very comfortable dancing in front of others and yep. having like a public watching me. I was not really into that and I wanted to draw. <laughs> <laughs> so I told my mom, I told her, I don't want to take de- dance lessons, I want to take drawing lessons. But there was none before the age of eight. Oh, so okay. I had to wait. <laughs> so you had but to just do between, it on your own. I was, I was uh, just uh, doing my coloring book and yep. <laughs> and child drawings and <laughs> and I had uh, 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 crayons, color crayons, and I loved the colors. <laughs> and also, it was so cool because I was one golden and one silver. I was so proud. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because they were rare. I was yeah, the only yeah. one who had those at school. So. Oh, really? The, special, the magical <laughs> gold and silver crayons? I definitely went through a, a crayon phase when I was a kid, too. I, I remember there was a certain, I don't know, may, maybe it was, it was probably around that same age, five, six, seven. And it's like I, I really got into coloring books. It's so fun. It was so fun. Yeah, I remember I had a big one like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. And so when I was eight, I started uh, doing drawing lessons. It was every Sunday afternoon. Uh, no, Wednesday afternoon, sorry. Mm-hmm. And it was, like I think, I don't remember if it was two or four hours a week. Mm-hmm. But it was cool because I, I, I began to learn a proportion of the face and wow. how to... Uh, start with simple forms and then add details. So that's pretty advanced. Kind of gave a me kid. some structure. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so I was doing drawing and painting with the uh, gouache. Is, oh, is there a name? In yeah, English gouache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never tried gouache, but I, I hear great things about it. Yeah, it was cool. So. I, it was mostly because it was easier for parents to wash the clothes if we put some yeah, right. our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and I tried some sculpture there too, but when I see it now, it's like kind of ridiculous. But <laughs> well, I mean, come on, you got <laughs> You're just a kid. What are you gonna do? You're not. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> I, I sculpted a. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it in English. But in French, it's bas relief. Uh-huh. I think it's, you said bas relief. Oh, bas ba, ba relief, bas relief. Yeah, that's a, yeah, I think that's so, how it's called. So bas relief yeah. in French of a cat, and I I did a pantera too. <laughs> a what? A pan pan panthère, une panthère. 
I, I'm not getting that one. <laughs> uh, a big cat. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes I think I know the words, but I'm not sure how to pronounce them. So. Uh, that's okay. You're doing great. Your English is excellent. So that's when I was a kid. And then, so I took those classes for four years. So until I was 12. Mm. Then I had an, another class and it was, I think, one evening a week. But I didn't stay very long at this one because it was mostly adults, but like much older than me. And I don't know, I kind of prefer doing my drawings on my own. Right. At this point, so I was drawing. A... Now I would say it was not so much, but at this time I thought I was drawing a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> it sounded like your mother was was she she was supportive of this. My, uh, I mean, she got yes. you lessons. She was paying yes, for lessons. That, That's pretty good. In a way, <laughs> we are recording, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, she was supportive of me doing my art, but at this point, she was. Okay. <laughs> Understood. Yeah. <laughs> Until you start doing monsters, I imagine. But <laughs> yeah, something like that. So, I mean, were you like the in school? Were you kind of like the the art kid? I mean, I don't yeah, know. I, I have I such a different that. perspective. Of, I have no idea what it's like going to, growing up in France. You know, in America, it's very much like all the all the artists I have on here it, that are Americans are like they were usually the ones that were drawing early that were uh, really good were like that was their identity in school was they were the art kid. There's usually like one or two art kids in in school. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh no. <laughs> Again, I would say yes and no because people knew that I was drawing and I was draw I was doing drawings for people and I didn't realize it was something I should not do for free. But I, was, <laughs> I was just a kid. Yeah, well, <laughs> and not a very popular kid, so uh -huh. I was kind of glad there was some interest around my drawings. Right, but, right. Uh, I grew up in uh, really in the country, like in a small village where there were there were. There was, and there are still about a hundred of inhabitants. So. Oh my God, that sounds amazing! <laughs> like in the middle of the field. Wow. And so there were beautiful uh, sunset and sunrise. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the sky was big, and there was no not much around. So. Right. Uh, I don't know why I was saying that. So yeah, I was somehow the art kid uh but I, I was also the you know the good pupil like oh, I had yeah? good grades so but if I didn't my mom she was like very uh strict with me right <laughs> more than with my brothers <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> but <laughs> that's funny so did you end up yeah. going to like, I mean, at what point did you go to the uh, the school, the makeup effects school? Oh, it was long, long, long after because oh, okay, okay. I went to high school and I still still had a 
an art option. So at this point, I was still drawing and painting and... I didn't really knew what I wanted to do with that, but I was doing a lot of uh, portraits. Mm -hmm. And I started drawing weird things. Like, I don't know, I had a phase where I loved drawing eyes, and I was drawing always eyes in mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Eyes in mouth, I remember that phase. I used to do that. I remember I went through an eye phase too in like high school. I was drawing eyes, just eyes. It was like, yeah. Once you figure out how to do it, it's so cool, and then you just keep doing it. (laughs) So I was doing that a lot, and after I graduated, Mm -hmm. baccalaureate in France, the uh, the diploma we we pass at the end of high school. Mm So after that, I wanted I wanted to go study art, but at the same time, as my grades were good, all my teachers wanted me to do something else. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, and I had not I had a lot of uh, I was not very sure of myself, and I also was very much influenced by what people wanted me to do. Mm-hmm. So. I had one teacher, my philosophy teacher in high school who said, oh, you should do what we call a class prepa. It's a class to prepare to enter high school. But but it was more oriented toward literature, uh, learning language, stories, that kind of stuff, and philosophy, of course. Mm -hmm. So... I did that for one year, and I had also a very cool art teacher. I was kind of crazy, but <laughs> not funny. <laughs> Maybe alcoholic, but because he was very red. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. But it was a good experience because I met a, a couple of really cool friends. We were only five doing the art option in this class, so and we were... Each of us had a different personality, but our teacher used to say, I love having class with you because it's like a, a play. Right. <laughs> I just let you girls be you, and it's just a, like a, a show. <laughs> That's, it, was, was it, it was all girls? Was it all girls? In, in the... Yeah, we were five girls. Oh, how cool. That must have been great. Sounds like so, it would have been fun. Yeah, they were cool. You still in touch with any of them? Uh, some of them. I have uh, my friend uh, Sophie. Which, uh, I found her a few years ago in on Facebook, or uh-huh. she found me. I don't remember. But but I have I've never seen her before uh, since right. this time. But we spoke a couple of times. Is she still but, doing artwork? Yes, she is. Actually, excellent. excellent. She uh, she was working in museums. I'm not I'm not sure what she's doing now, but mm. she lives in Paris. Wow! And yeah, she's doing like uh, not dark at all. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but very pure and luminous and uh, positive work. It's beautiful. It's simple, but oh, uh, cool! I don't know. Is there is the 
yeah, the elegance and beauty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. That's great. That's great. Um, so where do we go after that? Ah, yeah. After that, I went, I stopped the prepa. I stopped this class prepa because it was too too much work, too much pressure, and I felt like I was a stranger. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know, I got bored. It was also like people who were thinking they were better than others. I don't know. Yeah. So, because it was only people with good grades, and it was kind of a weird world. Yeah, I had that in in high school. It was the... It was AP, it was called AP class, art AP, and it was like uh, an advanced art class to get your portfolio, advanced portfolio, that's what it was called. So it was like, it was about getting a portfolio together for art college. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best art class I ever had because they kind of let you do whatever, which is amazing. But I'm sorry. That sounds cool. <laughs> it was cool. It was like, fi- finally, I like school after all these years. <laughs> My last year of school was actually kind of fun. The rest of it, I was not into it. But anyway, continue. What happened after that? Uh, yeah, so I decided to... I want. At some point, I wanted really to do an art school, but... Each time I was looking into that, there was only stuff I was not really convinced by because it was like designing products. Yeah, industrial design and stuff like that. Doing graphic designs mm-hmm. for it was not really what I wanted to do with my art, and so it quite doesn't did not fit. Right. And also, I was a bit afraid, I think, of being judged on my art. Yeah. Maybe I should not have, but. Yeah, I think that's not uncommon with artists. <laughs> yeah, because I, I was not very confident. Right. And so I studied philosophy, actually. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I could see For that. For a few years. And then I got bored again. <laughs> <laughs> I got bored of books and also there was a couple of not very positive events in my life let's say uh-huh. and I needed a change and so I that's when I started learning stone carving stone carving yeah you learned st- what how, where did you go to learn stone carving I'm I did an apprenticeship Really? In a company that was restoring monuments, yeah, for wow, two years. Wow, that's amazing. So I had I had one week per month in class, and the rest of the time I was working for the company. Wow. And it was tiring. Uh-huh, <laughs> I bet. Like physical work, but I had the... Uh, pretty muscles, so, that's cool. <laughs> so and I did this for ten years. Are you? I had no idea. That's amazing. Ten years, including the apprenticeship. Still, but. that's like that's a long time. You know, I have a, uh, I had a guy I was doing uh, on my on my Patreon. I have like a mentorship tier where where I kind of like help artists. They ask questions. I help them 
help them with things I think they need to get work on, need to work on and stuff. And this one guy was a, um, he was also a stone carver. That was like his main job. He has a business and he would make carved pieces for like rich people's homes. And, you know, he used to work on buildings. He was from Europe also. And, um, Already? Is yeah. he French? He was, I think he's Austrian. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and he was cool. like, "They have beautiful stone in Austria." Yeah, yeah. He was he was all about that. He would tell me how in you know in Europe it's like a whole different scene with stone masonry and stone cutting that like you don't really have in the states. Oh, you do have it in the states. I I know a couple of uh, stone carvers mm -hmm. on Facebook from one from Indiana in particular. <laughs> but uh, I I am on a, also on a stone carving group on Facebook. Oh wow. So there are people from all around the world, and there are some stuff in uh, in U.S. Because this friend of mine uh, on Facebook, he he really he shares a lot of pictures from his work, and he's doing really great work. Really? So I think I think there is also good stone carver oh, in I'm, America. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm sure, but I I imagine it's more of a limited market since you know in Europe there's so many old buildings yeah you know, that true. history that's that need true. to be uh uh restored and stuff but that's that's amazing so i mean were you like were you doing hammer and chisel carving stuff like you see it you know i don't know much about yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's how a, we start that's uh, crazy because when we start we well, we we learn to use every tools like end tools like we use like the I don't know in English. <laughs> uh, chisel, um, like a hammer and chisel. Yeah, but it's a hammer in French. It's a marteau. Uh -huh. But in, in uh, stone carving, we don't use a marteau because marteau is just to like. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, it's like a mallet. Uh, it's uh, in French. I don't know the, the word in English, but in massette ou un maillet. yeah, in English I don't know, but yeah, kind of the armor chisel thing yeah yeah and then but that's that's what you do when you first learn it and then you use what we call pneumatic guns oh yeah mm -hmm. uh with the compressed hair mm -hmm. <clears throat> so uh there are like uh uh there are two kind of guns there was one that is always vibrating and there is like a piston in the middle right mm -hmm. that, that uh, emulates the armoring right <laughs> to to keep the chisel inside and push in the sun right so, right so there is and there is another one who looks actually like a gun because there is a a part you press like like a trigger on the gun uh -huh. <laughs> and <clears throat> And uh, yeah, same kind of thing, but it's a bit more stronger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and it's a lot of vibration in the end. So I can I imagine. I love uh, <laughs> uh, aches in my fingers, uh, wrist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yep. So yeah. Did you but, enjoy that? Did you enjoy that work? I loved it at first because otherwise I would not have chosen this but there was some really cool moment 
But it was also a very hard work physically yeah. because there is like we have to carry stones to to work with chisels and hammers. We're working in in noise, dust, dust. Oh. yeah, dust, and also when I where I was working, the stone uh, there was some. Um, Sand, it was sandstone, so mm -hmm. there is sand in it, and it's what could give you silicosis. I don't know in English oh. when you have uh, in French, it's silicose, in English, I guess it would be something like silicosis. I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, because uh, yeah. the particle of sand, if they right, if they go in, you, in your lungs, they stay, yeah, yeah, and, right, and you. Your body can't eliminate it, so progressively it would reduce your ability to breathe. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had to wear masks all the time, so it's not so new for me because I was working all the time with the mask. Yeah, that's so uncomfortable, too, when you have to wear a big gas mask like that. Yeah, and in the summer when we had to work in full sun with the mask and oh my God, efforts yeah. and you are sweating yeah. and I had... To I had long hair, so I had something on my head to protect my hair from the dust. But even like this, it was very dry, and my my skin couldn't breathe properly. So I had also some skin problems. Yeah, yeah. And but it was not the worst part. The worst part was also that it was a mostly masculine context. So. Macho, macho <laughs> and, guys. Yeah, <laughs> some of them don't want to put them all in the same right, right. container, but yeah, some of them were not very respectful. And also, I don't know, the people above me when I was working at the Sun Cover, they were not very kind, let's say, not very respectful sometimes. Mm -hmm. so. So I got used to be spoken to like I was nothing. Mm. Yeah. So is that why you? It, so it was. Are, are are those all the reasons together? Kind of why why you end up ended up leaving that field? Yeah, I couldn't stay. I was so. I was tired all the time. Yeah. I had a lot of transport. And because I was living with someone, but he has his son living somewhere else with his mom, so. He didn't want to go too far from his son, but oh, right. it was kind of far from my work. Right. And so I spent a lot of time in transport. I was it was a tiring job, not very well paid, <laughs> no perspective of evolution, and the ambience at work was not always great. Yeah, sounds like it has a, had a lot of strikes against it. Yeah. So it was an interesting craft to learn and I have met some really cool people along the way, but at the end I couldn't stand it and I was so angry all the time. Really? Yeah, because... I can't really speak of that. Oh, really? It was that, that sounds like it was a, a traumatic, traumatic time, you know? It's all right. Yeah. Uh, no, it's...
you are always you are always dirty and you look like crap when you are working with your hands. And people got used to speak to you. Yeah, it's the meaning. Like you are. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I can I, I can edit if you want me to edit this out, so don't even worry about it. Sorry? I said I can cut this if you want, you know. If, oh, if, if you know, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's up it's totally up to it's totally up to you. Um I'm just so you know, don't worry about it. I I didn't you know, it sounds like it was Ooh. No, no I, I mean that sounds myself, I wouldn't cry, but hey, that's something it... I can't stand. Yeah, I it sounds like it was a, a real uh traumatic experience. That's horrible. Horrible. So let's uh, <laughs> move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, this is not yeah, only. I'm not. I'm not okay with this still now, but it's. I don't know. It's also a period of my life during which, at many levels, I was. Uh, tolerating certain things right. I shouldn't have right. and not for that long and so it was a lot of things it sounds like I always think <laughs> I can I always think I can speak of this more lightly but it's so hard <laughs> yeah yeah I understand so, I understand so yeah, at, at the end, I really couldn't stand this joy anymore. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to give a picture that is really dark of this work because it was also it had some cool, cool aspects to it. Yeah, not cool enough to but, keep you in the business, though. <laughs> yeah, no, not for so long <laughs> because. In some ways, I think it was. Uh, I learned a lot, but on, a, on another level, I feel I feel like I've wasted my time. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, you know, you're young though. You're young. You got so much time yeah. ahead. I'm old. <laughs> I'm old and, and feeling it. <laughs> I felt like I'm I, not I, so I, young, but you you look incredibly young, <laughs> and you're. I'm sure you're uh, a lot. You know, I, I felt. When I got out of effects, I felt like, and I started doing my fine art, I really felt like really bad that I, I felt like I'd wasted like 20 years of my life. And of course, when I got out of it, I realized that that, that period, once I got away from it, that period of uh, my life was actually, I felt like as long as I can use that experience and put it towards my fine art, which is what I really love, that it would, that would have been worth it. You know that it that it wouldn't have been a total loss, and it and it ended up being really. Um, I learned so much during that period that it was like, I could see it as not a waste. But I, you know, I can't help but think all the time, how much further would I be in my career if I started in oh, 80, yeah, eighty seven? You know exactly what I mean? mean? Twenty more years. It's like I probably would be in a lot better position. But you know, I don't know. I, I'm. I believe you go through things because you need to go through them, you know, kind of on a yeah. philosophical I, level. I, I have, uh, I, I'm kind of going from 
from this uh, feeling of having wasting my time and having regrets to the other uh, other end of this, like I'm thinking, yeah, maybe it's what makes me unique or I don't know. Right, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> I, true. I try to make the best of it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, because I can't, I can't change the past. <laughs> exactly. And that's like such a, it's such a unique skill. It's like, you know, when I, when I, when I met that guy who was the stonemason, I just, I'd never met anybody who did, had done that before. I was like, wow, people really, I didn't even realize there was like a scene of people who do that. So it's kind of a, and and I imagine it 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 um, contributed to you becoming the sculptor that you are today as well. I'm sure you learned a lot of stuff from there. Yeah, but you learn to master the material because and, and you learn also to use the right tool for the right thing because if you don't in stone, like you would take so that's the so, thing. so long. I, I, and, and yeah, and and that's the thing about clay versus stone. It's like you can always fix a clay sculpture. You can't always fix something if you mess up on stone, you know. Yeah, you can fix a, a lot more that you, than you would see. Really? <laughs> but I always imagined still, if you cut it too hard and something fell off, you're just it's ruined. But, you could glue it back. Really? Yeah. You cheaters. <laughs> yeah, that's cheating. That's cheating. But we 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 do our best not have to do that but sometimes when you repair a sculpture that is damaged and and you have to just change one part Mm -hmm. you you can you can cut it cut it uh, clean and glue another part and and re-sculpt the missing part and then you work on the joint so that you can't can't see see it kind of doing some sort of makeup on it that's amazing. You don't see the... Wow. I didn't think there was a way to to make yeah. it to where you couldn't and, tell. And, and the, the, the glue you're using, it's polyester uh, resin. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a, it's a special uh, special kind for, for stone. That right, right. It belongs to this family of material. Yeah. How funny. What a trip. So, so wow. yeah, there are some uh, techniques, but... Usually the point is not to have to do that. You, you try right. your best not to remove too right. much so you, you can really <laughs> <laughs> full sculpture. But there is always some turnaround in case you need really need it and you can't do otherwise. But. Right, right. So did you go out what did what did you what did you do after you left this this industry? Uh, that's when I did the makeup school. All right. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, the, I, because there was a, the school in uh, Strasbourg where I was living, Metamorphosis. Maybe you've heard of this school. No, I, I, ha- I haven't. Yeah, I, I only saw it on your Facebook profile. This is in, it was, it was where you lived? Like they had I, I live. I, I I used to live in Strasbourg at the time. Yes. Okay. Okay. And there is this makeup school. I I thought maybe you knew because Jordu and Kazu uh, they gave masterclass. There, oh really? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of out of the scene. I'm out of that scene a little bit. I'm not really uh, connected to it anymore. Yeah. 
I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, I thought maybe you 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 could have heard of it on social media or Facebook or something. Who but. do you who are the like the uh, it's are the who are the instructors? Because I know there's a there's a couple French prosthetic. Yeah, artists. that's 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 sweet that you ask that you are asking that because that's when I discovered you actually. Oh really? <laughs> Thanks to one of my teachers at the makeup school. Yeah. Oh cool, cool. So, who, who, who yeah, my teacher, uh, it's, uh, his name is, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm never sure how to pronounce his last name, so uh-huh. <laughs> Laurent, if you hear me, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, his name is Laurent Zupin, but at first I think I was always saying Laurent Zupin, <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know why. <laughs> okay. And uh, we had another instructor, Mathieu but I can't remember his last name. And on Facebook, his name was Mathieu Meta, so I'm not very help oh, about okay. the last name. <laughs> because it was Meta, like Metamorphose, the name of the school. So. Right, right, right. So I don't remember his, his last name, but yeah. Um, so I learned a lot of techniques about molding, materials, making molds for prosthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Form latex, latex, silicone, uh, transfer prosthetics, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of stuff like this. So, but the training was not so long. It was only nine months. Mm-hmm. I also learned to make wigs. Oh, really? Like yeah. ven- ventilating, hair ventilating with the, that weird little needle? Yeah. Um, and not... When you have like the little uh, hook, yeah, and then you and make the knot on every single hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. My wife used to do that. So I learned That's to crazy. do that at the school. So I haven't done it for years now. So I'm not sure I would still know how. But I think once you at be, at the beginning, it's really hard because you you're you're like yeah, taking one hair with this little thing and <laughs> and. You have to go through the like tiny holes of the yeah the, the mesh name of the material yeah, in the netting yep yeah the netting and you are like I'm never gonna be able to do that and once you manage to find the right gesture it becomes easier but it's right. still a work of patience oh yeah so <laughs> tedious so tedious. So it was nine so, yeah. mo- nine months of that, and uh, that is that kind of where you learned. Before, prior to this, you didn't you, you didn't uh, have you been had you been doing any clay sculpture? Not much. I after my um, actually after my apprenticeship in stone carving, that it was two years, and then I had one year uh, during which I I. I was living in Paris and I was doing uh, like it was like a complement to my apprenticeship. It was a um, training in sculpture. So during this time, I was doing clay sculpture and oh, okay. sto- sculpture on stone. Because stone carving is not really sculpture. It's more uh, carving like element of architecture to restore monuments. Right. So it's not figurative art. It's right. more uh, right. geometry and... Yeah, pieces of architecture, pieces of church, of uh, bridges, uh, mm-hmm. castles, uh, this kind of stuff, yep. fountains. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So th that's, that's what I've been doing for about 10 years. But this year, uh, when I was in Paris, I was doing clay and handstone sculpture. It was just one year, and I was not paid to do that. So I had a, a, another job. I was working uh, uh, in... Uh, uh, I have to explain it because I don't know the word. <laughs> uh, a, a place, like, it was a, in an high school for girls. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the high school was for both boys and girls, but I was working at the, like, dormitory, like, mm -hmm. where girls sleep mm -hmm. during the week because uh yeah so i was working there uh on evenings and nights and also sometimes uh during um lunch mm -hmm. so and i was doing the sculpture also so it was a very busy year but it was really cool because i had a free access to the louvre oh wow <laughs> because i was uh, an art student in paris so Art students in Paris that have like free access to the oh amazing that's so cool so sometimes I was just hanging out at the Louvre because the place was cool and my <laughs> place was not <laughs> was small and <laughs> right <laughs> so, that was really cool to be surrounded by beautiful sculptures and also I went to a lot of museums when I was there because I knew I would not have the opportunity to go as much to a museum in Paris so. right. That's super cool. Yeah, I, I, it was a lot of uh, uh, feeding of my soul. Yeah, I <laughs> and bet. Inspiration. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've never been. But when I was working as a stone carving, uh, as a stone carver, after that, I was not doing sculpture much. I was doing a bit of drawing, but I didn't have much time for that not much space either mm -hmm. because during the week I really I was really able to work eat sleep wash myself sometimes I couldn't because I would fall asleep in my working trousers wow <laughs> so it was really hard yeah yeah and on the one the weekend so, uh, one weekend on two, we had uh, my boyfriend's son with us. So, and the apartment was small, so I really did, I didn't really have a place where I could do my heart at right. the time. And uh, so, yeah. So when I went, when I went to the makeup school, it was really like a revival of art in my life. Yeah, it must have been uh, uh, a nice relief after all the having the stone carving thing behind you and having this new learning all this new stuff and a new you know. All these oh, the stone carving was not yet totally behind me, but oh, okay. I will explain later. Okay, okay. But uh, yeah, it was really cool. Also because. Before that, most of the people in my life didn't even knew that they didn't even know. Mm. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, trying to make like a proper sentence. But so you're so doing great. They didn't even know I was doing any art. Really? Actually, yeah. They had no idea. And because it, I really had no time. 
Right. And the little I was doing, yeah, my boyfriend knew I was drawing, but that's all. Mm-hmm. My brother, maybe, because he knew me since I was a kid, so he knew it. Otherwise, and so at the school, so it was really cool to have other, to to hang out with other people interested in art. Right. So it was so cool to see what other were able to create. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was really cool because I was learning a lot of techniques that I wanted to learn. And I also had this feeling, like, of... Uh, of time I had lost because I was seeing that, um, you know, heart is like sport. If you don't practice, you lose your right, your abilities or it mm-hmm. becomes less sharp or yep. I don't know. Yep. So no. at first I felt a bit clumsy with clay and I was not really sure and I was hesitating. But so the process was not all... Uh, easy and joyful but it was really a positive step Mm -hmm. it was really cool also before I I did the class the nine months training I had uh, enrolled to the master class with Jordu it was just one week Uh and I didn't know anyone from the film industry at this time and so it was it was really great to see him sculpting, and I was like, "Wow, he's fast!" <laughs> he is. He's really fast. It was really cool, and I thought, "Wow!" And then I I looked on social media more of his work, and through this, I discovered a lot of artists. And that's when I I really started to use Facebook actually because I mm-hmm. had had a Facebook account for a few years, but I was almost never using it. Right. But when I started to get interested in art and special effects makeup, I started following other artists, mm-hmm. uh, joining groups, and it was really cool. I was also so impressed by all the work of special effects people, <laughs> artists. Yeah. <laughs> wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I was just, I was talking to... Who was I talking to about this? I don't know if it was on the podcast. Maybe it was on the, I don't know. I, my brain is dead, but um, I was just talking to somebody about this, how, how I, I felt like there's so much, I think it was on the, on the, on the, on the last podcast with Rob Freitas. Um, there's so much talent <clears throat> in the makeup effects business. I mean, the people, the people, and there's so many like really talented artists in there. And it's like yeah. a lot of them you don't hear about because they're doing stuff that, you know, is part of a small part of a movie. But these people are, you know, their skills are huge. Yeah. And also at the time, because I had a, I, when I was younger, I had, I had had a very classical education. And all I knew about art was what I learned in right. history, uh, art, uh, history of art classes. Yep. So the only good artists I knew were artists from a century ago. Right, I know, right? And especially yeah, when you're I, younger, I, it's hard to I, relate. I was almost thinking, I was like starving. I was like, where are the good artists now? <laughs> yeah, <know>. exactly. 
Exactly. And also, it was only the beginning of social media. It was, when I did the makeup school in 2013, mm-hmm. so it was already on, but I was not really using them, so I had no idea there was all this flourishing world right. of artists. Right. <laughs> so that was really cool. And also, it opened me to the world in a way. I mean, because I was always speaking to people working with me or friends I had around me, but I had no contact with anyone in other countries. Or right. So through sculpture or makeup or art, I was able to speak to people from everywhere. Right. <laughs> and now with the dark art society, I have friends yeah. over the world. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. That's so cool. So, yeah, I really needed this because, as I said before, in you saw I, I was emotional about this. Mm-hmm. I was like, I felt like I was like a little nothing, right. working in the desk. People not very always nice or respectful right. around me. And again, I'm not judging everyone yeah. who was around me at this time, but some of them. Yeah. And... And suddenly, like, it was like a, a breeze of hair. Right. <laughs> you finally found your people. More beautiful. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah, that's, I think that's fun. good. This is, this is good for people to hear, you know, um, people that uh, maybe feel the way that you were feeling. Uh, because, you know, once if people haven't seen your work, when they go to see your work, they're going to be like, holy shit, this is amazing work. And, and if she feels this way, you know, like she was so talented, but still feeling like you weren't, you know, you didn't have a lot of self-worth. And it's like. You know, everybody, every artist. That's enough. I don't have. I don't have much now. That's that. You have to stop that. <laughs> you have to stop that because your your yeah, work is amazing. Because I, I love my sculpture. Uh, uh, it takes me time before I love them, but because I'm working a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Before I have something I, I'm satisfied with, but, but. Uh, in terms of accomplishments in my life, yeah, I don't have many things I'm proud of. Yeah, well, I mean, the, this being a being a, a great sculptor is a huge accomplishment, as far as I'm concerned. All the other stuff, like marketing yourself or becoming popular on social media and this and that, these are all the anybody could do that. This is all like. You know, people who don't do shit are famous on Instagram. They don't do anything. They have no talent. It's like it's if you can if you if you know how to market yourself, you can become famous. Learning how to sculpt is not easy to do. Learning how to sculpt well is not easy to do, and that in itself is a huge accomplishment, I think. Um, so, you know, you got to give yourself some more credit on that because because, like I said, your work stands out. Yeah, your work stands out. Yeah, but I can see I can see some quality in my work. You can <laughs> see some what? I can see some quality in my work, but it's also 
a lot of unfinished pieces. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. We all have those. <laughs> It's not like I have an art career. I'm not saying anything. Uh, I have like 30 or 40 unfinished sculptor, sculptures around me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> not big, but... <laughs> right. And I always want to start more. And yeah, I understand that. Yeah, but just to maybe be easier to understand if I go back to makeup school and... What happens after, maybe? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because people can't really understand where I'm at without having, like, even a rough idea of the past I okay. went through. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> so, because after the makeup school, uh, during during the time I was at the makeup school, I was still employed by my company, but I was not... It was like... Uh, kind of holiday, I don't know if it's the uh, right term, mm -hmm. kind of a break from mm -hmm. my job, but right. my contract was still going on. Mm -hmm. And I had the funding to pay for the school, and I had some money given to me, not my full salary, but some money to leave, and the school was paid during this time. So, But after, when uh, the school finished, I went back to my job as a stone carver because I still had my contract and also I needed to work because I really needed money right <laughs> and because the, uh, the uh, makeup school we had to buy materials I bought my airbrush mm -hmm. compressors yeah, it's so, an expensive but I had I had less than thing. my usual salary and my usual salary was not even very high at right the, to begin with so right. yeah yeah so uh, I went back to work as a stone carver for about six months, something like this, but it was really hard going back there and I really couldn't couldn't stand the way they were behaving with me. Mm -hmm. And I I just stayed there just enough to to have a bit of money and then I left but also at this time I, the company I was working with was in a really bad situation they were firing people they oh. had not much money they were not paying the uh, furniture <laughs> is, is furniture a world in English? For, for, <laughs> what, uh, uh, people who were people they are buying materials to Oh, uh, purchasing. Yeah, I don't know, but they were not. They had debt. Right, <laughs> right. So we didn't. We were not working in good conditions because right. at some point we didn't have any gas for the. Oh uh, my god! For the wait. Uh, uh, forklift right yeah 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 forklift yep so we had to carry stones by hand even oh my big god stones, so it was... <laughs> sounds like hell <laughs> yeah it was a bit of hell at this time so the the general mood was very depressing right. and the world was not easier than before it was even harder right right in some regards so 
I decided, no, 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 I can't stay there. I'm going to die. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have to escape. Really, I felt like I have to escape to save my life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also because I had a, uh, I had, I had, some of my colleagues uh, had some uh, accidents at work at this time. So I had a colleague who was really good stone carver, but he has his hand crushed between two stones. Oh, my God. And happened also to another colleague, another girl, a few months after. So I was thinking, no, 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 I have to leave this place before I have an accident and I'm damaged. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to mess with your hands, so, especially. Well, luckily for them, the... the, the the yield so but okay. it's still you still have some pain sometimes and right. stuff but so I thought yeah I really, I really have to leave this place before before I have the, you know sand in my lungs right. and I break my hand yeah, seriously or break my back yeah by uh, carrying stone so I thought no nah, I can't do I can't keep doing this I don't see myself doing this in ten years right. I really need to leave so so I stopped. And I just, I just tried to make my sculptures, and I tried to sell some of them, but I did, but not very much. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really not much, and and that's why uh, three years now. On when, when was it? Two thousand and seven. 2008 I decided I it was too much pressure because I was always worried about how am I going to pay my rent yeah how it's stressful pay my bills how am I, am I going to eat this mm -hmm. month <laughs> very stressful and also I was working all the time like I was I was I stopped working only when I was too hungry and then I met some pasta to <laughs> To to calm the anger, right. <laughs> and then I I would I would stop only when I was too tired and I needed to sleep. Right. And a couple of times I was like falling asleep with a piece of shavant in my head and scrubbing doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So yeah, and and we are. Arriving at where I am now, I I left my apartment. I put all my stuff in the storage unit, and it's still there in the storage unit for most of it. Uh -huh. And I really didn't know what I I was going to do. Uh, it was very fright frightening, mm -hmm. and I felt so scared. Mm -hmm. But I knew I had to go forward, mm -hmm. and I am so thankful that. Paul Komoda, who was my friend before, but he became we became friends. I don't remember exactly when, mm. 2015, I think. Okay. On Facebook, I never met him, but it was I really consider him like my best friend. Yeah, he's awesome. Paul's <laughs> amazing. I really like him, and he was there for me even when I had nothing. I had. Oh, cool! I didn't have. My, I left my apartment. I had no job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. And he still believed in me. So. Oh yeah. And it was like one of the few people I could talk to at the time. So it was really cool. Right on, Paul. So even if I never met him, he's still my re yeah. real friend to me. <laughs> 
and and I was I was meant to meet him this to meet him this year, but oh. COVID nineteen happened. <laughs> was he coming? Was he going to France, or were you coming out here? In, no, I had planned to go to LA. Oh, to really? Monster Parisa. Well, after the uh, after the COVID, you can come out and. Yeah, that, that, in 2020, Monster Palooza was only a week away from Paul's birthday. So I thought, yeah, uh-huh. we could celebrate his birthday. I go to Monster Palooza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, well. But after, after. There's so many people, so many amazing people to meet out here. There's a lot of. Yeah, good... that's what I thought. I'm going to meet my heroes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to give. I you was a, a talking tour. about that about uh, to everybody around me. People were looking at me. What are you talking yeah, about? And I said, Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I said maybe I could meet Guillermo del Toro, and they were like, "Who is it?" I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Not hanging around with the right people. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to find a name like really famous, even for people not interested in creatures specifically or. Or special effects. I mm-hmm. thought, yeah, Guillermo del Toro. He did right. Pacific Rim. I mean, yeah, kind of. He's got an movie. Oscar. I mean, the dude's got an Oscar. Come on. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, maybe they have heard of him. Right. See a movie. I don't know. So I tried this, and I was like, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> we're not on the same planet." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So. So I finally found what I wanted to do by watching TV <laughs> at my brother's place. I was I remember I was at my brother's place and I was like, what? I, 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 I asked my brother, I asked him, what am I going to do? And he said, I don't know. I really don't know. And so we just sat in front of TV. And there was a docu- uh, uh, yeah, kind of a small documentary or news, mm-hmm. I don't know, about a coding school. And I was like, and this, they were saying, yeah, it's a kind of a short uh, training compared to other fields, and there is a lot of uh, hiring in this field. What school? What school? Co- uh, it's in a school to learn how to code. Oh, coding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I thought, yeah, I'm not stupid. Maybe I could try. <laughs> so <laughs> I started from there and I like visited this school and another and I was trying to find how I could finance the whole thing. So I had a lot of... Uh, paperwork to do but I found a way mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I I did a training to learn this how to develop software wow you do that yes yes that seems like the hardest <laughs> I, can't, I can't give a straight answer I that seemed coding I've talked about this on the podcast before coding to me is like seems like magic <laughs> it's like I can't even I have no clue I have no clue how to, how people code. It seems insane. What little I know, it seems like how is this possible? That no, yeah, in fact, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure I should tell the secret, but a lot of a lot of uh, 
a lot of what people think about IT people comes from movies. Right. Because in movies, a guy is when a guy is working IT, is able to do everything. Yeah, he right. Can ask, he can develop, <laughs> yeah. he can program, he can he can do everything. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. In real life, people working in IT, it's a lot of different uh, professions, yeah, yeah. a lot of different jobs, yeah. and usually, except maybe some a couple of genius, usually people are specialized in, in one specific thing or, or, or one area, but mm -hmm. they can't do the whole kit of uh, IT thing at once. Right. Because each of them requires a lot of, uh, of work, of experience, of practicing, and you can be good at everything at the same time. Right. Yeah. So, of course, people, it's, it's like in art, maybe not exactly, but you can be really good at, I don't know, making a vectorial illustration. But uh, right, that's yeah. not, that doesn't mean you you are able to sculpt in stone. Right. It's really... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same with makeup effects, too. It's like uh, you go to a makeup effects shop, and in the old days when I started, it's like everyone kind of pretty much knew how to do just about every aspect of it. But nowadays, it's like extremely specialized. There's people that only do molds. There's people that only do seaming. There's people that only do the foam. There's people that only sculpt. There's people that only paint. Yeah. You know, it's like... It's probably the same kind of evolution because there has been a lot of um, new technology in the past 20 or 30 years. Right. So, yeah, I think it has become a lot more specialized. But I don't have a lot of experience in this field. So. <laughs> <laughs> how long has it been? How long, how long have you been in it? I've been... Um, it, are we speaking of? Are we including the the time I spent doing the training, or just when I was hired? When when were you, when you were hired? How long? How long has it been? One night, one year and a half. Really? That recent? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't I'm know just that. Starting, so. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Wow. So that's why my job is challenging to me because it's also new. Right. And also, I try to keep some time to do my art, right. and and I really want to to do my day job well, even if it's not my passion or anything. Oh yeah, yeah. It's still a job I respect, and I want to to do good work. Mm -hmm. But but it's hard to be in every every. What is the name in English? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I should have like a, a, a generic name. Right. Like, and, and it would mean every stuff. I don't know how to say it in English. <laughs> I like the strumpf. Is it the same in, Eng in English? Like the little blue people with the hat, white hat? No. The Smurfs? Yeah. I should I should say Smurf each time I don't know what to <laughs> just do. Just use the word what Smurf. <laughs> yeah, that so works for you me. can't be on every Smurf at the same time. Right. You know? <laughs> See what I mean? It works. Yeah, so I'm, that's why I'm gonna use. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it happens way too often that I don't find the words. So. <laughs> no, you've been doing great. 
wow, I didn't realize it was such a recent thing. So I, I'm sure that that has taken um, a lot of financial stress off. Yes, a lot. Yeah. I I went basically from having nothing, <laughs> like my my big uh, motivation to learn this this skill <clears throat> was not to end in the street. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 The, because I knew if I couldn't find a job, I had no apartment, and my brother he uh, he welcomed me at his place for a few months. The time I I found the training, and I had just a little room during the training, mm-hmm. and I didn't have. I have some of my tools, a bit of shavon clay, but I couldn't really work in this yeah, condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's also, also, oh. also learning programming it took a lot of time and effort I because bet. it was new, and yeah. I, I had to learn a lot in a short time. And I was so stressed because I thought I can't, I can't, uh, I can't smell this, you know. <laughs> 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 I have to. I really have to succeed because I. My life depends on it. It sounds like a big world, but you know what I mean? Yeah, My yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Subsistence. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I need to have a place uh, to be able to eat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so then you discover you have a lot of abilities like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that way uh, that are waking up because like instincts of survival. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. It's powerful. So now that I have my place, I have done all these unfinished sculptures <laughs> yeah. because I can sculpt again. <laughs> yeah. But I can sculpt, but my my apartment, it's not... I don't really want to settle here and, and have a studio because I really want to buy a place of my own because I'm, I, I, I have been so so scared of having nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now I want to take this opportunity of having a steady job to to buy an apartment or a place mm-hmm. for myself. So I have to save money for this. And, right. and I don't want... It was such a horrible nightmare to move all my stuff from my previous place. And most of it is still in a storage unit now. Mm-hmm. So I don't don't want to have to go through this yeah. hell again. Yeah. So that's why I that's why I'm on my bed now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why uh, <laughs> I'm working in my bedroom most of the time because in the rest of the apartment there is almost no furniture. I have a table to eat, but I don't like chairs because <laughs> I have always cold feet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so. I, okay, I mean, now we've gotten we've gotten your whole story and how you've gotten yeah. to where you are now. I want to talk about um, your artwork. I want to talk about your artwork. Yeah. Um, <laughs> how? So, okay, I mentioned that that I that you have a very uh, identifiable uh, style that you can always tell it's your work. Um, you have a really great understanding of anatomy. 
also um i i always recommend this to students that want to sculpt weird shit and monsters it's like learn human anatomy first because you have to know that in order to make if you want to do weird stuff you have to know the basic human anatomy and there's so many subtleties in mouths and lips and the corners of the mouths and it's like you have to get all that stuff first if you want to do all the crazy stuff so that it looks right when you do it and um so you know uh clearly you have a lot of natural talent but i imagine it looks it looks to me like you've studied a lot of um you've studied a lot of sculpture and anatomy unless you're just kind of like a natural at it oh no 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 no. (laughs) i'm not natural at all no uh one first thing that helped me maybe was the, all the portraits I used to draw when mm-hmm. I was younger. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not a knowledge that uh, I, I had to undig it right. <laughs> and, to, and to bring it back to life. Right, right. <laughs> because at first, oh my God, I don't know if there is some uh, pictures in the... In the smurf of my Facebook, <laughs> somewhere far, far away, with the ugly sculpture I was doing at the beginning. But oh yeah, I want to see yeah, that. Yeah, no, I don't think it was natural because I studied a lot at the makeup school. We, for makeup, we did some uh, live cast mm-hmm. of faces on each other. Mm-hmm. So I had a few live casts of. Faces, so that was a good reference. Yeah, That's the almost best. like from life. Yep. So, and I had a friend at the school. She had a perfect mouth, and I asked her if I could mold her mouth, and she <laughs> accepted. She just asked to have like a casting of her own mouth. Was fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and so I used it on one of the sculpture. And I really try to I really try to be faithful to her, to the perfect lines of her mouth, uh-huh. and and I really tr- I, I made I, I did for exercise like when Kazoo was at the school and I I couldn't take his master class because I didn't have the money but I I've heard from people who were there so and when someone was struggling to sculpt something and to do the character or the old age makeup and stuff it, it was like yeah leave it all on the side and sculpt a nose and I thought okay I'm going to do that <laughs> I have to know how to sculpt a nose without without the context of the face you still right. have to recognize it's a nose mm-hmm. so I did a few exercises like this when I tried to make a nose a mouth an ear, yeah. An eye. I think I saw pictures of that in your uh, Facebook. Yeah. Or your Instagram Maybe. or something. Yeah, at first I did it as an exercise and then I decided I would do like for fun a few of them too. But so, and some of them I have integrated in sculpture. So because I was like, oh, this mouse is cool. Let's see if I can sculpt right. the face around. <laughs> <laughs> well, what 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 happens? I put this nose with this mouth. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. And also the sculpture, there is a sculpture, the the big one with the spiral on mm-hmm. the forehead, mm-hmm. and this one has two mouths, mm-hmm. and one of them was not meant to be there at first because I had just done the character with the first 
mouth and then I had this mouth that I had done as an exercise and I thought oh wait would be cool that <laughs> I have two mouths so I integrated it oh, in cool. the sculpture that's a great sculpture so yeah I used that and a lot of um, of reference I could find on on Google and other sites and I also bought um, anatomy books I don't mm -hmm. sculpt much bodies but I really would like to know that too yeah and uh, I've recently but I have not had the time to study it but I've bought the anatomy for sculptors uh, for face and expression mm. because they have, they have one for body and I I bought the other one just who focus on the face and Expression, is that anger, the, smile, that, and stuff. Is that the one that is like digital? Like they have di like digital illustrations of the muscles smiling and stuff, or is it? Is yes, it that it's really cool how they do that because they have they usually put several images of the same thing, but with different steps. First, it's just the basic volumes. Then they have like more refined volumes, but. The, the, uh, show mostly the plants and then they have another one with muscles but they put different colors so you can right. really see yeah, yeah. how the different muscles are structures mm -hmm. with one another so really good too I think yeah it's a great so yeah and um, I have the one of the bo the body of that same whoever made that book that you're talking about I have, I have the figure one it's amazing yeah I have it too as a PDF. Yeah, same here. Yeah, I bought it. Yep. Yeah. We're talking about the same thing. Yeah, it's excellent. So yeah, they are really good reference for anatomy, but I'm not doing much body. At first I was doing faces because I loved faces. Mm -hmm. Also, I did the makeup school and we were doing yeah. makeup mostly on faces. Yeah, yeah. Same here. This is so, how. So it was... Yeah, natural. More natural yeah. to go to that. And also for a body, you have to build an armature. Yeah. And to do that, to work on it, you have to have a table. And I work on my bed for now, yeah. actually. <laughs> and the, <laughs> At least so. Not to mention the molding, how difficult it is to mold something like a body. and. Yeah, but we could, I think I could do like maquette and sculpty and I would oh. uh, bake it. But baking a body, depending on the size, could be tricky too. Yep. So, I don't know. But I was thinking maybe the bas-relief scene could be cool for bodies. What was it? What? Like, you know, what is in English? Bas-relief. Oh, bas-relief. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and is there the other one with haut-relief? Haut-relief. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, it's like a it's like a bar relief, but with bigger forms. Oh, okay, but it's but it's still on a plan. Right, so, right. I don't know if you see what I mean. There is stuff like this on some, I think, Greek or Roman temples. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've seen some really cool stuff like this at the British Museum in London. Uh -huh. But. Uh, I'm thinking maybe it can be easier because it's something I could 
tout un euh, flat surface and still do something right. with body. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, because that's I, true. That's true. It's a good point. Also, I would because I I I would lo- I have a ton of ideas. I'm of sure, sculpture, but I don't have enough time. <laughs> and and when I have time, I'm tired. Yeah. All right. Because as I said, I give the best of my energy of the day when I wake up. I do my day job. And, and it's a job that provides a lot of uh, things for me in my life. So I respect it. Right, yeah. <laughs> and also I'm beginning. So I have also to, to prove mm-hmm. them I have my place there. Also, right. I'm always afraid they would fire me <laughs> <laughs> because I don't feel legitimate and right. I, have, I I like I lack I lack confidence. Mm-hmm. So, and I also, I've been through like difficult moments. So there is also this memory that it could come back. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So I try my best to to keep what I have uh, conquered. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's more fun but, fun. I think it's more enjoyable to do anything well too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that's it's true. it's not fun when you have when you half ass things. I don't know. I just find it if you're going to do something, yeah, do it well and it's more enjoyable to, that way and then everybody's happy too. You know. Yeah, but I I'm not so proud of what I've done lately, but I'm going I'm going to try to do better. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, your sculpting is, like I said, your sculpting is amazing. So uh, I, I'm always, yeah. I'm always looking forward to seeing new works of yours. Um, I like, uh, like, uh, like I said, you know, your your skill level is movie movie L A movie quality. If you lived out here, you'd be able to get a job. Not that you'd want it, because there's. You know, you're you're better off doing your yeah. own, own work, but um, I don't know. It depends how much it pays. <laughs> I'm it, working for money. I need money. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But well, yeah, that's the I thing. I want my freedom too. That's true. Right, okay. right. So, uh, okay. So, um, where does this design sensibility come from? Because it's that's one of the really unique things about your work is you you incorporate really elegant lines and weird curves and cool uh, spirals that you wouldn't expect in uh, your average monster face. I mean, that's kind of what one of the things I really enjoy is that um, they're beautiful also. they're But they are like kind of, they're monsters to me. I th- I see them as monsters, yeah. but, they're, but they're beautiful. Oh, people see them at, as monsters too because I have tried to show it to the normies, the normal people. <laughs> yeah. I try to because when I when they learn, I'm doing some sculpture as a hobby, so they say, uh-huh. and <laughs> they are curious. They say, "Oh, really? What are you doing?" And I'm like, "No, you don't really want to know." <laughs> I already know what the reaction is going to be, but in spite of that, I have in my heart tiny hopes that they would actually like right, it. Yeah, yeah. But I know it. It won't happen, but I can't help hoping they would be conquered anyway. <laughs> they would say, oh, it has something. But no, Damn. no. <laughs> no, the reaction is always, oh, my God, it's scary. What are, what are you doing with this stuff? It's so, I, 
I, I wouldn't want it in my living room. Okay. That's the opposite version. That's the opposite reaction to what I would have. It's like it's just people. It's it's not their kind of artwork. That's all there is to it. It's just not their not their thing. Yeah, it's not that. But people around me now, because now I'm living in France, but I'm working in Luxembourg. Mm-hmm. This tiny rich country. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, it's cool, but I don't know. Compared to what I've been through before, living, working as the just a construction worker basically mm-hmm. in the just and now, and it's not always easy for me to adapt to this. Right. Um, with people who are used to be wealthy and they, they wouldn't define themselves as such because for them it's all just normal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I've been working in IT in Luxembourg, which w- where wages are higher than in France, mm-hmm. even minimum wages mm-hmm. are much higher than in my country. Mm-hmm. And so, and in IT, it's kind of I'm just starting, so I'm just the starting point. Right. Like, but their minimum wage is much higher than what I would have in France. Right. But People there, they're like, they live. I don't want to be disrespectful in thinking that because that's really not what I want to say, but it's just, they're just in another world that have other habits, other tastes, other. Mm-hmm. It's like a different culture. Yeah, and they don't really get me, and I try to be kind of normal or I don't know but <laughs> I don't really fit in and it's a lot of effort and pressure for me to be around these people because I can't be spontaneous right and yeah I'm so grateful I have my dark artist right <laughs> where you could be yourself because they get me and yeah and I and I just don't have to think about what I'm going to say how I'm going to say right it. right I don't know. If I dress in black, they say, oh, it's sad. And if I put color, it's too much. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of artists. So, but but artists they, they really tried. That. I mean, they, um, I have to say, they try to be nice and respectful. It's not bad people. But, yeah, yeah. They just don't get but it. But we don't have the same way of life and the same way of thinking. Right, so. right. So uh, I'm so grateful to have my sculpture too because it's just a kind of meditation for me because I'm just thinking of what I'm sculpting. I forgot all the, am I good enough for this job? Right. Am I, uh, uh, what, what are people thinking of me? And so right, right. I, it allows me to breathe in and, and find some peace and also to be able uh, to to recharge my energy and be able to go on the next day. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So and you're able to express yourself. You know, I like really express yeah. who you are through your artwork without any yeah. you know. <laughs> it's not a place where it's it's a is my little kingdom of Sculpey where I don't have to pretend. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yep. I understand. So, That's cool. Okay. Well, well, I, wait, I wanted, but 
who I, I still want to find out how you came upon this this style the curve just the the, yeah, way, so. the, the, the unique i mean it, it looks different i don't know you uh, how did did it just happen naturally by sculpting or were you influenced by no it's different things there is i, I remember when i was in high school i so, i said i was uh, Drawing portraits and eyes and right, eyes right, and mouths. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. I also discover stuff so cool because I was sometimes doing like just a, a sketch, and then I couldn't really push it to a very finished drawing because I loved the line too much to choose between them oh. to have like a clear defined drawing. Interesting. And I thought. Yeah, I love this curve. So I think it was like kind of beginning of a love for curves. Mm -hmm. And also when I discovered uh, all the art, like René Lalique or everything around Art Nouveau. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's... And I love the lines. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing stuff. And also I went to Barcelona Mm. and... Gaudi architecture. Oh, it's, yeah, it's incredible. I love it. I was like, all I buildings should look like that. It's <laughs> so right. Yep. So I could see that. that. Was a huge yeah. inspiration. I could see that now. And also, uh, when I was working as a stone carver, as I said, I was doing mostly pieces of architecture, mm-hmm. but I did a few. I did some work for Gothic building mm-hmm. churches, mm-hmm. and there was this like Gothic flamboyant, flamboyant Gothic. I mm-hmm. don't know in English. Gothic flamboyant in French. <laughs> in French. Okay. So, uh, it's I don't know, but I remember when I was carving this in stone, I used to think. I'm going to sound crazy, but <laughs> I used to think, wow, it would be such cool curves for a tiny skater guy, uh-huh. you know? He would slide on this cool curves. <laughs> a little skater guy? It was, yeah, you know, because I don't know, the curves, they were right, like, yeah, beautiful yeah. curves, and there was some dynamic in there, and I <laughs> that's too funny. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the kind of stuff I had sometimes when I was carving my stone, but nobody knew. Right? Yeah. See, I couldn't really talk of this. Yet. It's funny because now that you mention, so, now that you mention Gaudi and Art Nouveau and and stuff, I I can also see the the um, the like the ornamentation. From the yeah. stove, stone carving world, where you yeah, were, you, were, you know, I could see that incorporated into that. It's yeah. very, you know. I didn't do. I haven't done. I haven't done a, like ornamentation in stone at work, but because I was working with stone, I became very aware of stone buildings around me. Like right. most of the people, like they would go through a street and they would not really pay attention to the building, but. I used to like observe a, 
all ornamentation on buildings and I was and I take a lot a lot of pictures of this when I went to England I was in New York mm-hmm. and I and I, it was a good thing I was alone because I was stopping every five minutes to take a picture mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really I, I think it would be really tiring for someone to be with me I was also in Manchester and there is a John Ryland's library, if I remember well the name, and it's a gothic uh, building. Mm. And it's gorgeous. You have to Google it. It's <laughs> okay. really beautiful. Yeah. And also, I liked it because the stone there, it's almost the same stone. Visually, it looked like the same stone I was working on in France. Oh, okay. So, and of course, the Cathedral de Strasbourg. What's that? <laughs> the Cathedral in Strasbourg. Oh, okay. A beautiful gothic cathedral, and I loved it. And cathedrals, they inspired me to learn to learn stone carving. Mm. I was when I was studying philosophy, I was in Reims. Reims is a city where the kings used to be crowned in oh. this cathedral. Wow, Reims. So it's uh, in the middle of the Champagne region. Uh-huh. <laughs> so it was where the, in this region the champagne is made. Mm. By the way, I have uh, I've been harvesting grapes for champagne oh, when really? I was a student. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've done it for years every September. Wow, cool. So, it was cool to it's cool to work in uh, outside and also the, the shape of eels in the Champagne region. Some place like it's also like soft curves too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I love those too. So I guess I always look for the shape I love them. Now I'm putting them in my sculpture, but it's kind of I said that last time uh, on the art jam. I. Mm-hmm. I don't remember when, but I said, ah, yeah, it was with Paul. I said, the music of rhymes, because it's just your... He said, oh, yeah, good expression. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, I think if you do them right, there is kind of a harmony. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. And a rhythm and... Yeah. For sure. Well, I'm not a musician at all, but I think it's something like this. Yeah, no, it it is, it is, it is. It's 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 very. I mean, you know, I think you could draw parallels between all the all the art forms. Really, there's like similar similar parallels that like yeah similar things they all share. Um, I what so yeah, this is interesting now. Look, like I'm 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 thinking about your sculpture work and it's like, okay, so you've got this love of, of lines and beautiful curves and you incorporate them into your sculpture. And, um, but the thing is, you know, most people would probably do that, not on a monster face, (laughs) which is cool, which is why, I mean, I love that because, uh, (laughs) you know, it's not the, it's not the, it's not the most common way that an artist might go. It's a lot, more unusual and I think cooler. I just think it's cooler when you're starting with, cause you know, it's like, I, I just, I love, you know, I love creatures. I just, I love creatures of monsters for whatever reason, my psychological background, who knows my trauma, 
whatever. I just love them. Yeah. It's like I see them and they make me feel so good. And, and so it's like I, I appreciate people bringing um, a more like standard version of beauty to them, you know, and it, that makes yeah. it that is so unusual to do. And so um, I guess I wanted to ask you, it's like, what were, who are your big artistic influences in, in what you're doing now? Because, um, you know, it reminds uh, me a little bit, not that your work reminds me of Giger, but I see the same thing in Giger, where he's got these, it's grotesque. His stuff is, way, his stuff's really grotesque. But he also has a lot of, you know, he's influenced by Art Nouveau. You can tell a lot of cool flowing flowing lines and shapes and stuff. Yeah. You know? I was so listening. I think it was, uh, uh, I don't, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but was it uh, George Tostiabros who said Geiger was influenced by Egypt, Egyptian art? Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. In, a, in your yeah. podcast? <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. But yeah, Geiger, it's uh, a lot of people tell me it makes me, my pieces sometimes makes, makes them sing or makes them think of Geiger mm-hmm. or Giger mm-hmm. or I don't know. I think it's Giger. What is the right way to I pronounce it? I think it's Giger. Giger? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I think. I mean, as far as I know, it is. <laughs> I don't want to. To sound su- stupid the whole way, once maybe, but not too much enough. <laughs> so, Giger, and I know, I know, I've heard you say. I think I've heard a, a lot of people say Giger, and I, it's, I just. Yeah, I know. Sorry, it's alright. <laughs> so Giger, I discovered him quite late, actually. So it's <clears throat> not of one of my early mm. influences. Yeah. Of course, I, I it's so strong, and I love also the the strength of his lines and mm. the purity, and but I got really interested in his art quite late. So, if I would speak of artists that influenced me, I would speak more of Daddy because I loved him a lot when I was in high school. I had a little book like. A little book like this of Daddy, and I, I was blown away by this thing. Yeah, <laughs> was, I loved all the. I'm gonna sound crazy, but anyway, it's a dark art podcast, so I can. Yes, say. you can tell. <laughs> I I was, you know the, the forms that are melting, mm-hmm. and it was I thought so cool, and I thought chewing them. I had a board on which I would put like chewing gum and I was like doing kind of weird sculpture with it and I used to put it um, on this board and then I would draw it. Oh wow. And <laughs> my my brother I think is the only one who remembers this because I don't think my mom saw it or maybe she would not have wanted me to do this because I was kind of Kind of dirty in a way, but which is a reference to sculpt a cool sculpture, right? <laughs> but to to draw it, so I think it was the first exploration of weird forms, and also an artist I loved in my twenties because there was an exhibition in Paris on Okusai, 
uh-huh. which is a Japanese artist. I don't know exactly the period where when it was, but I don't know. But the lines are really cool too in his work, so I love this too. And also in the Asian work in general, or maybe I'm going to sound like an idiot if someone is good at history of Asian art, but I don't know. <laughs> the way they are drawing the clouds, you know, mm-hmm. it's like yeah, 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 really stylized. And stuff, mm-hmm. and I said it's beautiful. So. But I love every line that are beautiful. Like, I used to, when I was working as a stone carving, as a stone carver of, sorry, it's late. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's, a, it's the evening for me. Though. Yeah, I know. I won't keep you much longer. Uh, is it, um, I, I used to, because I was, uh, I had a lot of transport, as I said, and I was taking the train every day. And sometimes, because in France, trains are not, uh, co- let's say that it happens a lot of times that they are not on time mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to wait at the train station and I used to buy some um, magazines and I would buy fashion magazine Vogue because I also fashion it's uh, research on forms and colors mm-hmm. and mm. Sometimes they choose like really weird models and right. you can imagine them in turning into some kind of creatures yeah, yeah. because they, they explore like kind of extreme beauty or sometimes not really the standard of uh, yeah. pretty, but mm-hmm. they look for an interesting face and yeah, so you can right, right. find inspiration on that. I didn't really have the time... At, at this moment in my life to to do something with all this inspiration but it was still I don't know I was still uh, smurfing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Really, it's really I know what you're saying you're saying <laughs> that you I, I you're saying that you would take these things and just kind of absorb them yeah right that's it. I'm sorry yeah <laughs> And I also bought a few comic books. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say maybe Batman, Spider-Man. I didn't really care because what I cared about was the lines. Right. The lines of, of like, character in action. Yeah. Had, like, really cool pose mm-hmm. and the general composition was really cool. Mm-hmm. And what I love, too, is the smokes and explosions and all these lines with the flames and right i love the <laughs> i can see it i can see that energy and mm-hmm. stuff so artist i said before so rené lalique because it's so beautiful do you see what it is he was making jewels who is jewels. this who who lalique lalique yeah i don't know french he did mostly mostly jewel and also crystal veins okay. and stuff like that. But it includes uh, women, but also insects, uh, flowers, bats, mm. oh, fish. Cool. So natural elements mixed with uh, 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 female character like 
people face or body mm. and very elegant lines too so i really love his work uh musha mm -hmm. yeah yeah too uh what else i also love all the guy doing creatures i discovered later when i did some makeup school of course that's what i, I love that, that's yeah i love simon lee because he has really powerful oh, Simon lines Lee's and amazing. dynamic in yeah. what he's doing yeah yeah that's uh, what i was gonna ask you it's like you know it's a weird combination of those two things and it's like were you into um were you into horror movies or sci-fi or anything when you were growing up is this part of how you got into makeup effects or was makeup effects just more like a function of your sculpture background I was not much into special effects when I was I was younger because <laughs> it's gonna sound ridiculous, but <laughs> I just said I I have to give a little back, bit of background there because I I didn't go to the movie much when I was a kid, and when I say I didn't go to the movie much, I said I didn't go to the movie at all. Oh wow! Because I was. For a couple of reasons, because I was uh, living in the country, very oh, right. little uh, village, mm -hmm. and my parents didn't have a driving license because my father was uh, deaf, he couldn't hear, mm. and he has a eye uh, uh, sight okay. problems. Mm -hmm. At some point, he had also one eye punctured because he was assaulted at his job. Wow. So, he couldn't, he couldn't drive, right. and my mother, she didn't like movies, and she also got a driving license quite late when she was in her 40s, mm. so when I was around, because she got me when she was 35, mm. so I was like, kind of isolated in uh, this world, and on the TV, when I was a child, there was like three channels, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was a bit more, like five or six, but... I I remember seeing like Star Wars on a small TV with my dad, and we were so happy because it was like <laughs> a window on another world. And now I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but of course when I saw it as a kid, it was really cool. Right. So I liked creatures, but I didn't have a lot of opportunity to develop this taste. Right. I remember there was a stupid series called La Belle et la Bête. Mm. And it was like a rich girl having kind of a love story with a weird creature, the beast living in the sewers. Oh, but wow. I was fascinated by the beast because it looked so real. I was like, it looked like a real face and it's move, it moves. Me. I couldn't figure <laughs> out what I didn't know about special effects makeup and that was and I didn't really like the story or anything, but I I used to watch this show because I, I loved the beast. And wow. I, was like, I was so intrigued by this character. So, yeah, I like movie with creatures, but I didn't have the opportunity to see a lot of them. So, so it sounds like your your uh, interest in creatures is really like. Uh... A natural thing with you like an inner natural thing and then because it's, it's not like you're so much like you grew up on that stuff like with me a lot of it i think i mean i feel it's like a natural attraction to the creatures but it's a, a big part of it is also because i grew up i just surrounded myself with that while i was growing up and it and it basically kept growing and took on a life of its own 
through my artwork, uh, it seems like you've gotten this. You you've, you came into the whole creature effects things later in life, but it just kind of resonated with you. You just liked it. Yeah, I love. Uh, also, uh, I don't know. It's it's true because before doing creatures, I was doing some kind of art stuff, but I couldn't really figure out what mm-hmm. I really want to do with this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it happens that I found this makeup school and I said, yeah, yeah, it really sounds cool what they are doing. And then I discovered Jordan's work and other makeup artists and and uh, not not really not only uh, uh, makeup artists but sculptors, but in the film industry. And it just happens that when I like open myself back to art, it was through creatures. Right, right. So uh, and also yeah. at this point, as you as you saw earlier in this podcast, I, I had a lot of trauma in right. me. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's true. The best that's true. Way for me to to combine my like my search of beauty and all the pain and yeah. frustration yeah, and I don't yeah. know what is in, my, in me as you said <laughs> right <laughs> or the real psychology I don't know but no no that so. makes that makes that makes a lot of sense it's interesting it's interesting wow well uh I don't want to I know it's late for you so I don't want to and we're all we're coming up on two hours so <laughs> it's um oh yeah told you time time flies when you're doing these yeah, interviews it's right so long. it's just the beginning it's a bit <laughs> overwhelming because i don't know yeah i know i know it, it's it's it, this is everybody says it or a lot of people say it that when i interview them it's like at first they're nervous after five minutes or so to get into the the conversation um yeah uh let me see i know i wanted to ask you one more thing before we before we end um okay uh uh it was about your your uh, uh, sculpture stuff. Uh, oh, what's your like preferred medium? What are you sculpting these in? What kind of clay are you using? Oh, uh, I, now I'm using only Sculpey. Really? But these are all Sculpey, all this stuff. Yeah, uh, I, but uh, when I when I had my uh, previous apartment uh-huh. before learning all the coding stuff i was working only i was working a bit with water water based clay oh. but mostly in chavant clay okay medium. yeah right right and or soft because i don't know it was cold in my apartment so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that actually that it makes it so, h- harder and i think cold. i, I at first, I be I began with uh, media, uh, Chavant medium, and then I I switched to Chavant soft, or sometimes a mix of the two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but now I'm working only with Sculpey. But it was because ici uh, ici here mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm speaking French. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, my brain is switching from one language to another. Yeah, another. that's. <laughs> uh, here, as I said, I didn't really, I haven't uh, a workplace in my apartment. I don't have a, a desk or so, and and I don't have I don't have a sofa or anything. So, 
like the really only comfy comfy place in my apartment is my bedroom. So <laughs> I'm working mostly in my bedroom, and I found out that it's cleaner for me to work with uh, okay. <laughs> So that's a big part of it, and right. also it's softer than Chavant, so I think it allows me to maybe work quicker, and I don't have to right like to warm the clay. It's it's less dirty on the tools. Right. So yeah. I, I really needed something clean, but it doesn't mean I don't like Chavant anymore. It's just it's more practical for me right, now to right. scope. But I really want to, to try monster clay too because everyone is making adverti- advertising monster clay to me. Monster and clay is I'm, nice. It's nice. I, I, I think I know a lot of mon- about monster clay because Every I've, every people each time I speak of uh, monster clay, there is always someone telling me all about it. <laughs> so when I was on the Shiplet Brothers Sculpting Forum, some people commenting my post, and it's cool. I I don't mind. It's cool that they want to share the knowledge. Right. Yeah, yeah. And also, uh, Aris showed me uh, monster clay. So. Uh, it's like Chavant, but waxier. It's like it's like that's a to, to me. It's like Chavant, but it's got. Imagine if you added wax to Chavant, so it's got. It's just got a waxier feel. Yeah, it's I, nice. I, I, I touched, like it. I have touched some. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, some monster clay because my teacher at the makeup school he had sorry let us try to see how the material was. Mm-hmm. And, so. I know how it looks and how it feels, and, but I, I've never tried to sculpt with it. So. Right, yeah. It's it's yeah, pro- probably probably not as it's probably messier than um, than sculpty though. So it's probably yeah. <laughs> but once I have my my own place, uh, <coughs> sorry, it's all right. That's the COVID nineteen, I promise. <laughs> oh, I hope. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I need to drink. Okay, no problem. Drink some tea. It's cold, but it's still good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon ginger. Qu'est-ce que je disais déjà? Where you? What were you were saying thing? when you get your new place or when you get a place where you can maybe? Ah, uh, yeah, I can, I can really have a place to work and try new materials. Also, I would like to to go back to water-based clay. Maybe try wet clay. Wet clay is great too. Wet clay, because... wet clay. You mentioned the silica, the silica stuff, the dust from stone carving. How it's dangerous. That's one of the bad things about wet clays. Is uh, oh, really? When it dries, it leaves it like if pieces that crumble off kind of t- turn into powder, and it's got. My understanding is that it has silica, the stuff called silica, which is the bad stuff you don't want to breathe. Yeah, la silice en français. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, and um, so that's like a concern too, because that stuff gets really dusty. And I know I've, I've breathed, I've breathed so much of that stuff in my career, but um, that that I'm just like not, you know, not looking forward to the future in that way i hope it doesn't come back to bite me but um but that's that's one bad thing about about wet but if as long as you keep it wet you know and you don't let it get dried out and and you know it's mostly if you're working on like 
of a suit. Because, you yeah, know, we used be... to do sculptures in, of creature suits on a full body. It's super soft. So you just bash it out really fast to block it out. But lots falls on the ground and like it creates a lot of dust. So you kind of got to keep sweeping it up and, you know, not let it get too out of hand. But but yeah, I but love you could, it. You, I love could, it couldn't you like, just put some water on it? Yeah, to, to, yeah. To, to pull, to put the dust down. Yeah, that's what we would do. We would often like use a we spray thing. We would do that on thing. stone. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We, we have to wet our stones. And also we had like a, a hose. Uh-huh. Like, sometimes in the studio, we had like, um, like a sewer in the middle of the studio on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes we would just do like uh, throw water in the air just to... Yeah. Put all the, the dust down, and right. when we were using like uh, electric machinery on the stones, we had to take our table with the fork elevator, go outside because it was the, making too much right. dust, and we had to wear, of course, a mask always. Right, right. So, yeah, and but water is our friend. In that yes. <laughs> And wet clay is great. Wet clay is, is, I love the feel of wet clay because it's like, it has kind of like at different stages, like in the beginning, it's really, really soft. And then when you, as you let it dry, you have to like kind of time it out. You block it up to a certain stage and then you let the clay dry out a little bit. Is it really different from any other ba- water-based clay? Oh yeah, or? yeah. It's different than, <clears throat> it's like really? a combo. Yeah, it's like sh- it, it when it when it stiffens up, it sculpts like Chavant or monster clay. Even it's weird because it's it's like it's got this. I know it's got this. Uh, it, it's almost like waxy when it gets hard. Whereas uh, traditional water-based clay is like, you know, more powdery or you know what I mean. Yeah. So Chavant is it's, no, like, it's beautiful. That's why I love I'm it. so curious about this material because I've heard a lot of uh, other sculptor. Talking about wet clay, and I'm intrigued. I want to try, and it's I love trying. also the idea that you could really block out the big volumes very fast. Because I think, depending on the material you're using, you're also sculpting a bit differently. Yeah, it's and true. I don't know if it shows in the final product. Right, but yeah. I do feel like I've, I'm not sculpting the same when I'm sculpting in Chavant or oh, when yeah. I'm sculpting. Sculpy. Definitely. Of definitely. course, it's still my style. Yeah, and yeah. I would still go towards the same kind of forms, but right to get there is a different I... process. It also, and that's why also I love like working on clay as opposed to digital. But I, I'm saying this, and I've, I've just, I've not tried really digital sculpting so it's not a, a war between right, yeah. clay and digital yeah, yeah. but what I love with clay is really this uh, dialogue with the material and how it influences what you're mm-hmm. going to do yeah. so I've, I've been told that in um, digital sculpting there is also something similar you could do like random, st- random mm-hmm. stuff and then take advantage of those happy accidents and right, yeah, yeah. invent something. So maybe there is a similar process, but what I know is materials. Yeah. <laughs> and also uh, coming from a stone background, I don't know. It, I think the way I'm using my tool, 
is a bit different from what I've seen in tutorials right. because I, I tend to reproduce stuff I was doing in stone. Mm -hmm. But there are similarities anyway, even in the form of the tools. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just those four stones are much more solid. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and resistant. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen uh, carving stone carving tools that have little teeth in them. So, yeah, and those are like rakes. Those are basically like sculpting rakes. Yeah, exactly. You know? In English, my friend stone carver told me it's. Uh, I think I, if I remember well, it's it's a, a two steep chisel, so it's really descriptive. But in French, right. it's a gradin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, gradin or grain d'orge depending on the regions, but mm. same kind of, uh, yeah, it's like a rate, but for two, for stone. <laughs> right, right, yeah. I, I remember when I first saw that, I was like, wow, that's same same idea, I guess, to even out surfaces and and uh, and all that. So, okay, tell me, uh, where, are you selling your stuff? Are you selling your work? Where can people find your work and, and buy it? Because... Um, oh, you should if they be want to buy it, it they are going to be. They have to be patient, <laughs> but they can still contact me and say they are interesting, and I would add them to a mailing list. And so, once I decide to sell, I can, I can uh, warn them and and, and right. let them know. But because because I don't have a ice sculpt on my bed, but I don't have a place where. I, I'm. I want to do mold here. Yeah. I right. don't have my paints. Yeah. I can't really do proper finished pieces that I could sell and send to people because it's not fully finished products. Even if I manage to finish the sculpting part, it's not. It's not something I can sell as it is. So right. I have all the sculpture at some point. Obviously, I'm gonna want. I'm gonna want to sell them because it's. They are everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would be glad if people want to buy them. And maybe oh. if someone is interested in one sculpture in particular, I can, I can uh, organize to finish, but to finish this sculpture. But I, I can't, I can't put the effort and the mess to put in my place. To finish a piece, if I'm not sure someone is going to buy it at the end, because right. uh, n not now. Actually. Right. Maybe, maybe when I, I have uh, a proper studio and stuff, I, I would be really happy to to have sellable products fully finished. But I'm not there yet, and it's taking so much time yeah. because I left my apartment like three years ago, and I had to learn a new job i'm still learning right right i have this new place but i'm not gonna stay here and so still in transition i in knew it would take it would take me years before i have again a place where i can really make fully finished products so well where can they find you online what's the best place so they can find me on instagram but i'm not very Regular, I don't post stuff regularly on Instagram, but my Instagram is uh, Lilia underscore Vates, so it's my first name underscore my last name. Cool. Do I have to spell it or? 
L E. It it's gonna be my name and my first name and my last name is gonna be on the yeah, title yeah, of the podcast. Yeah. If people, if pe- for people that are too lazy to look how to spell it, it's L E L I A underscore W A T T E Z, right? Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Okay. So that's the that's Instagram. I mean, that's where you. I mean, there's a lot of work up on there. So if you haven't yeah, seen her, but people, her, if they really want to follow what I'm doing and see the new stuff, they should uh, send a friend request on Facebook. Maybe. Okay. Is it just your name also on Facebook? Yeah. It's it's just my name. Okay. Lilia Vatez. So no. No uh, nickname or anything. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you for taking the time to do this. I really enjoy talking to you. Like I said, I'm a a, a fan of your work, admirer of thank your work. You. I love it. I love it. It's great. I think you're a really, really excellent sculptor. And I love your work too, by the way. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to say but... <laughs> it's all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, we definitely. I feel like we're we have similarities in our aesthetics. I think. In certain ways, yeah, I feel that true. way when I see your stuff. I'm like, I I understand those shapes and stuff. I get it. I know I know what she's doing there. It's like that's kind of my feeling as well. You yeah, know? but I feel like uh, people who enjoy my art are artists, but people other. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that are not artists. I don't know, but uh, from from uh, as far as I know. My only fans are artists. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. After this podcast, I bet you you're going to get a lot more fans that are uh, non-artists because there's a lot of people that are, you know, that collect, that listen to this show, or people that are just fans of art. You know, so yeah, um, uh, yeah cool. it's going to be awesome. So yeah, I can't wait to post it. So anyway, thank you for thanks for coming on and chatting. It was awesome. Thanks for the opportunity and thanks for the talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, my pleasure. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's say goodbye. Let's say goodbye to the audience, as we do. Goodbye, audience. Goodbye. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. <laughs>